0: What is going on welcome back to another podcast episode of car sales 101 okay so i have a piece of gum in my mouth i'm gonna take it out because i tried to sit there and avoid to even chew it just for the last 10 seconds but that didn't work so if y'all want to reach out to me connect with me on facebook tony story s-t-o-r-i-e on instagram at tnt dad 2728 linkedin tony in parentheses anthony last name story okay uh if you've if you've been a long time listener, I think we're on episode one nineteen um, there is another uh if you're not a long time listener there's another um, one hundred and eighteen episodes before this Give or take one or two if I didn't screw it up <laughs> other than that uh if you are if you have and have and been continuing listening to this podcast, all I ask you that you do is give me a five star review okay that's all I ask just give me one five star review and I truly would appreciate that okay. Other than that, let's get on with the podcast episode. In this episode, uh, you know the one thing I really want to talk about, and I don't think I'm going to talk very long. I knew I was going to talk about how to take inbound phone call, in, inbound phone calls, over, overcoming overcoming objections over the phones, and stuff like that. But uh, I decided to do this podcast because I think um, I in today's age. I think we judge too much and we overthink. Well, I mean, we've always overthought, but I think we judge too much and we overthink um, what it is that is required or what a certain position might be. Right. So to get into that, you know, I think I'm gonna name the title of this podcast: "What a car salesman should look like" or "What what we think a car salesman should look like." So. Let's get into that. Not 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 to generalize, man, but car sales person uh, to include the females too. Uh, I don't know because at the dealership I'm at, almost all of them are, are men except for one female. I think uh, this field's missing too many female salespeople. So you know, those of y'all that are listening to me that are female salespeople or that are managers, you need to hire more female salespeople. Um, just to let y'all know because they have an intuition, and ability to relate to the customer like. Like no man can, okay. So, and don't get me wrong, you. There's some gentlemen out there that are some great salespeople. I do. I mean, there's some the top two are are, are men, but I guarantee you, you find the right female salesperson, um, she's gonna light the uh, world on fire. All right, so let's get into this podcast episode. Too often, I think we view what a salesperson should look like, right? How they should uh, wear their hair, um, how, should they wear, how they should wear their facial hair, what they should wear for clothes. All sorts of stuff, right? Let's just take the combination of, you know, what their breath should smell like, um, how they should act or perform, Um, you know, whenever we're hiring somebody, you know, I think we look for these type, these key qualities and stuff like that. And I'm just here to tell you uh, that don't always, do not always position, do not always draw the picture of what a a person should be in a certain position because you'll be surprised on what you will get when you don't do that. There at the dealership, (coughs) actually, sorry, excuse me. Every dealership that I've currently been at, man, I do apologize for that. Every dealership that I've been at, I've always hired pretty much anybody that's walked in the door. Is that a good or bad thing? I don't know. I think it's a bad thing in the aspect that uh, I look at people when I wanna give everybody the benefit of the doubt, because I think all honesty, with the right amount of training and the right attitude I think you can train anybody to do anything right but to get into to get into that, I think when we are interviewing people or if you were just starting to get into sales or whatnot, the thing is, is that we see what we see a salesman should be right the the problem is with that it, it could be very skewed it could be very um, too 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 filtered to the to one side or the other and, and what I mean is that if you're looking at a salesperson, right? And if you're looking at yourself or if you're in the industry, and this is why I think we have such a a high um, retention, a low retention rate in in the business. And I think this is why we have so many um, hiring and and letting goes and, and people leaving is for the simple fact is that we see what salespeople should be or what we want them to be. And it's not necessarily, you know, what they are. And for me to elaborate on that, what I mean is the fact that Sometimes, man, I'm using a lot of words. And I'm not getting to the point. Sometimes we see a vision of what a salesperson should be, right? Whether you know when they come in for an interview, they should be dressed this way. And don't get me wrong, I, I always tell, I always want my people that come in for an interview, interview to come in dressed business casual, I, just for the simple fact I want to see what they look like, you know, in a in a business type environment. Um, and then at that point, um, I try to sit there engage them on their mannerisms and stuff like that. I always ask them, you know, underlying questions that, you know, drive me to the fact of, you know, the income they need to make, the drive and the position that they eventually want to be in, what their time frame for being in the car business is. And that, like I've told you on several podcasts recently, I don't always want to hire, I, you know, there's people that get into the car business, and I think these were podcasts a long time ago when people get into the, the car business they do not necessarily want to stay in it forever. They want to be in it for two or three or four or five years because, you know, a friend or a family member or just it's a part of their venture and what they're trying to overall overall accomplish. Overall accomplish is that, you know, they're just trying to learn the skills of being a salesperson, right? And we all know that being in car sales, it's one of the tougher careers to uh, master the art of skills, I think. And like I said, I'm just talking from my point of view, there might be other, you know, industries that might be a little bit harder when it comes to doing that, right? But I I don't I don't know any of them because I've never performed in them. I know that I, when I cold called financial advisors, it was a little bit different, but it was no really face to face. The only thing hard about that is that you don't know how to always judge somebody over the phone versus judging them in person, on on their you know mannerisms, their their attitude, their body. And how they're positioning themselves and stuff like that. So, anyways, um, now getting into the, the that aspect, I think whenever you, as a salesperson, want to go in for that job or you've been in the industry, the business for a couple months, you start to see other salespeople as, you know, either guidelines of what you want to do or guidelines of what you don't want to do. And don't get this wrong, I. I think there's a lot of good mannerisms and a lot of good um, examples of what salespeople should do, but I think there's also golden cows at different dealerships that don't always set the prime exam- example of what a salesperson should or sh- should or shouldn't do. and And what I mean by that is is don't always look up to the elite salesperson or the top salesman. I know I've said this in previous podcasts, but you know there's sometimes the elite or the top salesperson that is is sometimes the cancer to the dealership and is hurting the dealership uh, in a very detrimental way. Whereas, you know, if you were to get rid of that 10 to 15, that 25, that 20 to 25 car salesperson, um, you might elevate the rest of the team. So just understand, you know, watch the example of what you see, okay? Now, I think we envision ourselves as, you know, I've got to look this way. I've got to be in this sort of shape. Um, I've got to, you know... Have this kind of background. I've got to be able to, um, I don't know, just, just all the general things that we think of 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 what a salesperson should or shouldn't be able to do. And I'll tell you right now, that's not the best guideline to go to go by. Right? For example, and I did, I took a cultural survey test one time, and it was very interesting because I did learn a lot about myself and a lot about how to, you know. Uh, coach people and how to you know manage people and stuff like that, and so the thing is, is that I think too much in this industry. Man, I I forgot where I was going to go. <clears throat> cultural industry, man. I'm trying to think about what I was about to say. I think too many times in this industry, um, you know, we believe. Oh, now I know what I was going to say. That we believe what a salesperson should be, right? And whenever I did this cultural cultural survey, the one thing I did learn about it is is that you know. What we do as managers is we look at salespeople and we want to we, we just want to stick them into one position, right? We want to stick a uh, we want to get that round that round peg and stick it in the round hole every time, or that square peg and we want to stick it in the square hole every time, right? But the problem is is sometimes when you're interviewing or you're hiring somebody, or you as a salesperson, um, you're 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 new into the industry or or you're at a dealership, I think you try to conform to too many um positions, right? And what I mean by that is is in the in the car business, there's to me several different positions in which you can conform to, right? There's those where you know you're great on social media, and that's where where you're going to get a lot of your business. Um, there's those of y'all that are great in doing, you know, uh, auto alert or a repeat business through you know service. Uh, there's the service drive drive aspect of it. There's the internet lead side aspect of it. Um, there's the inbound traffic side aspect of it. There's inbound phone call um, aspect of that. Now I'm not I'm not telling you not to sometimes learn each one of those skills because I think if you learn each one of those it makes you a very well-rounded salesperson. But what I think happens sometimes is that we see the salesperson that's the best at grabbing ups, right? And then we want to do that, right? Because we think that that's the top version of you know what we want to be. But in all realities, based on your personality, sometimes. It might be you might be the best person to do with the service drive where you're converting, you know, service customers into sales or um, generating social media sales. And the thing is, I think we, as salespeople, try to emulate or act as if we want to be this certain kind of salesperson. Um, and I'll elaborate more. Just give me one minute. Let me just do a quick commercial break. And I'm recording this in my house, so that's why I don't have a whole lot of background noise. But give me one minute. I'll be right back. And uh, we'll get on with this podcast episode, all right? All right. Chewing into my, sorry, I'm back, sorry, I did not mean to grab so much ice, and if that's loud, I apologize. Okay, so trying to emulate a certain type of salesperson, not a bad thing, but not always a good thing. And the reason why I say that is, I think you can take characteristics and skills. I always sit there, no matter what, where, whatever dealership I'm at, I always look at all the salespeople, right? I try to find out, you know, how they work a deal, how they um, approach the desk, how they approach their customers, how they work their customers. Um, I try to sit there and figure out all aspects of them. That way, whenever I am going to coach them or teach them or explain to them. You know where they need to improve, or where their weaknesses are, or where their strengths are, because I think whenever you're trying to coach or manage any kind of salesperson, um, you need to let them know what their strengths are, because if you don't let them know what their strengths are and how they can get better at those strengths, um, the thing is, is they they might sit there and fall, they might they might weaken their strengths because they're trying to make up for some of their weaknesses. And and that's the thing. You have to be very careful in um, how you approach a salesperson because the thing is, if you tell them too much of how bad they're, how how strong they are in in, in an aspect or how weak they are in an aspect, they might give up that other portion of them that is uh, making them successful. But when you're trying to emulate a salesperson, make sure you understand that they might be a little bit different from you, right? They might be able to um, have the gift of gab whenever a customer... um, uh, shows up, or they might have that that, that body uh, energy that transfers to other cells, other customers very quickly, very easily, right? Or they might have that million dollar smile that whenever they meet anybody, everybody smiles, or or you know that they have that ability to just read body language um, from the very get go of how this customer is going to react uh, react with them or interact with them. And so what I mean what I mean is. Don't always try to necessarily emulate that 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 specific salesperson because at the end of the day, if your if your weakness is is convincing somebody that's got a service bill into doing a, another car deal, that's where your strength is at, right? That's where you really need to hone in on that. But not to say that you shouldn't watch that that top salesperson what they're doing and emulate some of the characteristics, but don't try to emulate and be exactly like that person because you're going to give up on the fact that you know this is what I was meant to do in the car business. Or this is what I was, you know, um, destined to be successful at, and that's what I—that's what I'm trying to kind of wrap all this up and sum it up into. Uh, even though I'm not to the end of the podcast, is don't envision yourself as being that salesperson that's gonna up every customer. Even if you've been in the business for two months or two weeks, and, and you're getting disgruntled, or you want to sit there and look at the top salesperson, you're like, man, I wish I could grab grab more ups or. You know, I don't know why he's, he gets all the phone calls or why he's so good at the phone calls and I'm not, right? And that's the thing. You're trying to go at too many things, right? Uh, you're trying to chase too many rabbits that, you know, you're, you're or whatever. You're trying to chase too many, many of the animals you're trying to kill and hunt and eat. And, and the problem is, is, you're going in all these different directions, and you really need to sit there and hone in and vision what it is you want to do, right? With me, internet leads is what I'm very, very, very good at, right? That's, I'm just I'm I'm I know how to sit there and structure, you know, workflows and stuff like that. But the one thing I'm not necessarily good at, and I can tell you, is um, doing an initial meet of a customer um, when they come into a dealership, right? Sometimes I'm, I've got the gift of gab and I, and I talk way too much, um, and that's just not what I'm good at. Now, am I good at closing customers? Yes. Am I good at overcoming objections? Yes. Am I the best? No, I'm not the best. But what I'm trying to say is I know where my skills are at, right? And I'm trying to transfer my skills into auto alert, but internet leads takes up a good portion of my time. But I think if I, if I was to hone my skills into auto, auto alert a little bit more deeper and have that patience, because the thing is with internet leads, you, know, you need to have somewhat of a patience level with that. But I think you need to have an overall patience level with auto alert because those aren't deals that are going to blossom right away. You know, those are the deals sometimes, yes, they're going to happen within a day, but sometimes they're going to take one, two, three weeks because, you know, that customer, that customer is not necessarily um, in market and you're trying to bring them into market. You're trying to convince them of the benefits of trading their vehicle in uh, versus, versus continuing to pay on the one that they're in, right? Um, so that, you have to understand there's, there's that, that that fine line where you need to understand that don't envision yourself as this specific salesperson or don't think this is what a salesperson has to look like in order to be successful. And that's my very last tidbit of what I'm going to leave y'all on is that I think too many times I'm not, I'm not a suit wearer when it comes to being in the car business. Now I've had to wear suits at different dealerships um, because that's what's required of me. And I will do that. I have no problem doing that. Um, but I, I'm most comfortable in, you know, slacks, um, a button up shirt, uh, or a, a collared shirt that is, you know, either, you know, lo- logo to buy the dealership. Um, you know, that's a that's a short sleeve. Uh, and, and I like wearing my Cole Hans um, that are more tennis shoe style looking because I think, you know, that's where I, I'm in my comfort zone, right? So for instance, if I'm in my tie every day, I'm not in my comfort zone. It's just not the way I perform. I, I think i at my highest level. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, you know, I think sometimes we envision ourselves and what we should have to look like as a salesperson. Whether it be male or female, um, I do think you need to look business attire. Um, I think that you need to, you know, have a fresh haircut, whether it be every week or every two weeks. Um, I don't think you should have an untucked t-shirt or if that's a part of where you're at and in your in your um, uh, demographics, so be it. I know sometimes out in the more... Um, country style dealerships that that's more, more, um, uh, prevalent. Uh, I think that you honestly need to have clothes that always look presentable. Don't go in there with wrinkled shirts. Uh, don't go in there with, you know, uh, pants that are wrinkled, make sure your shoes always look presentable. Um, don't wear anything that is going to offend anybody. Um, I don't mind that you represent you as yourself, but you have to understand we're very, we're in a very offensive world and you know whether you're you're wearing um and I, please understand i'm very uh open minded on all aspects but whether we're, whether you're wearing a black lives matter um uh you know face covering or a trump face covering or you know um a confederate flag the things on that aspect are going to you could be very you know offensive in that fact and you're not trying to offend anybody you're trying to win them over You know, whether, whether, whether your political views are different from the person that you're trying to sell a car to, you know, that's one of the things you want to stay away from. Um, But if you know that keeps you a common ground with somebody, um, I have, I'm not against that either, but understand, you know, um, you need to look presentable at all times. You need to be, um, you know, very in the uh, open space uh, as is, is the very neutral space. You know, it, it, to me, in my opinion, because I think that leaves you open and susceptible to, you know, uh, your customer, and and just to go on the more personal base, more personal, you know, how I believe in stuff like that. You know, there is I'm I'm a very strong conservative, um, but I have a very liberal mindset in, in in the social side of how everything's done. But you have to understand, you know, I think you as a salesperson, not to go too much into politics and not to go to that too much. But I think you as a salesperson, um, as all of us as salespeople, you know, we see the good and the bad in people, right? We see the good and the bad in this industry, and you know, I think that allows you to mold who you are and not to be so stubborn into into you know one aspect of of, of this or one aspect of that. So just understand you have to be very neutral in your base, but don't 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 forget who you are uh in general. So, anyways, long story short you know, look presentable, okay? Be be able to be approachable. Just like, and I've seen too many people sit there and say, well, you know, I dress down because of the simple fact is I don't want my customer to think that I'm making too much money. I agree, but I disagree. I don't want my salesperson to be a complete slob and try to sell me a car. I want my customer, my salesperson, I want to know that whoever is selling me whatever product has the ability to afford that product. Because if they don't, if you're not buying your own product, um, the problem you're running into is, Is that you're not a believer of your product and that's where i think if i am going to buy a product from my salesperson i believe they should be able to afford that product and they should believe in their own product so and that's a whole different podcast episode but the thing is you really have to understand i think uh don't overthink of what a salesperson should look like but be presentable be 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 able to um to present yourself in the form where, as look, hey, I I make I make decent I make a decent living, uh, and I'm not here to, you know, take advantage of you, but I'm not here to not make a living for my family, and then that's where where I think you'll figure out where your look is at right, where I think you need to look uh, presentable at. Uh, but I will tell you this thing: the one thing that really is my biggest pet peeve, my biggest 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 pet peeve in the car business, is if you are going to sell a car do not, and whether you're a female or male, do not have a dip in your mouth. Do not smell like an ashtray whenever you are presenting yourself to to your customer, because that, that is the biggest turnoff for me. And I'm telling you that from, from the bottom of my heart, that is the biggest turnoff for me as, as when it comes to any of that, because I don't want to see my salesperson have a dip in their mouth, or I don't want to see them have a cigarette. You know, I don't want them to smell like an ashtray when they're going to present me with anything. Because you got to understand, there's there's very, there's customers out there that have, you know, either asthmatic issues or whatever uh, it may be, and they can't, you know, you have to be very considerate of that. So um, anyways, long story short, let me wrap this podcast episode up by saying, you know, A, one of the top things you, one of the things you have to understand, hopefully my dog doesn't bark because I hear them, you know, pan, you have to look presentable um, in front of the customer. Second, you know, don't try to emulate yourself. Don't envision what a salesperson should be and try to emulate yourself after the top the top guy understand you are what you're best at and always learn different things from those that are that are better at better at certain fields of it so that way you can be more well rounded but at the end of the day um you know you have to truly understand uh what you're good at and not to put yourself into a busy position where you're not comfortable or where you know you're trying to emulate too much of what somebody else is and it's taking you out of your natural realm of who you are. So other than that, I do appreciate y'all for taking the time to listen to me. If you want to connect with me, like I said on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, uh, on Instagram, at Dad 2728 LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, uh, Anthony last name, uh, close parentheses, uh, Story. And if you've gotten great content out of this, please give me a five-star review. That's all I ask for you, ask from you, uh, it would mean the world to me. Um, and then make sure you're sharing this with somebody, whether it be in a DM, a private message, or um, a text message. I truly, truly appreciate that you get my the information out there because, like I said, I don't make a whole lot of money off of this, um, but I want to make sure this information is getting into the right hands so that they can be so that people can be successful. Um, other than that, if you want to connect with me, uh, my cell phone number is 713-614-6116. Just make sure you're going to let me know that you're going to call ahead of time. So I truly do appreciate y'all for taking the time to listen to me. And uh, like I've said in the past, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure. It is what you make it, and we all win when we all win. So guys, I love y'all and girls, or everybody, sorry, (laughs) guys and gals. I love each and every one of y'all. So just um, thank y'all for taking the time to listen to my podcast, and please get this word out. That's all I ask. All right, peace. Let's